Welcome back everyone. You've reached Manta Aquatics. This is Juan and Steven. Today's topic is, do I need that? Freshwater edition. Hello everyone. Welcome back. We're here with another great episode here. We are back. Finally. Oh, oh yeah. So the big news this week is we went kayaking. Yeah, we did. We have been talking about going kayaking for a while uh, since we didn't go pretty much all last year. So we were able to do that this weekend. And uh, Juan finally caught a fish. It was actually a pretty big, pretty, pretty big fish. <laughs> yeah, we, it was the only fish we caught out there, uh, but it was okay. I know I, I also caught some sunburn as well, so I caught two things. Did you actually get sunburned? I got a little. It's not a lot to hurt, but it, I could definitely feel it last night when I was moving around in my sheets. I didn't get anything, which is hilarious, by the way. It is, because the very first time we went, we ever went kayaking, Steve here, he ended up getting sunburned in his shins. Right. I couldn't even walk the next day. It was, I think, one of the few times I ever called out of work, because I literally could not make it to the bathroom, because I was like died <laughs> yeah. like it felt like my my leg bone got sunburned which i've never felt like a bone sunburn yeah that's very strange yeah i remember you you calling out and everyone just making funny when you came back that was great yeah that, that lasted for like a year <laughs> it was it was a long time which i felt but i was like really that's why you're making fun of me because one of the girls called out because her dogs were outside and i was like really yeah that was pretty funny too but yeah, we, we never, now that we go out, we always make sure Steve here has an abundance of sunscreen. Yeah, I think I put it on like three different times while we were out, just to be sure. Yeah, you know, I did too. Like as soon as we got on the water, before we got on the water, I put some on. And then while we were out there, like 10 minutes in, I ended up putting up a lot more because I could definitely feel that sun hitting on me. Yeah, I definitely felt it on my feet, my legs. But then we wore these giant... Uh, I want to say Amish hats because they're like super <laughs> wide brims. Yeah, they were pretty big. But those, those that was a good purchase though. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, that really was. Then I bought my clip-on sunglasses to put on my real glasses. And that definitely saved my eyes. So. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had my sunglasses going there too. But yeah, so we went fishing this weekend. We, we did hit one store. Well, I did. Did you? Yeah. We were there any. together. Well, I didn't know if you hit any before we came over like during the week. No. No. Okay. Yeah, we ended up going to one of the stores out that's kind of far for us here, uh, and I ended up buying a hairy mushroom that I've been wanting for a, a little bit since I saw one at a sh- coral show we had here in town. I should have bought it there and then, but I couldn't make my mind up. So this one was pretty big, though. Yeah, this one was a lot bigger than that other one. This one had two heads. So was the price about the same? Yeah, it was. All's at wells and in wells. Yeah, yeah. So I, well, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I gotta get that. So I did snag that up. Um, I also got a mangrove tree. So that's currently in the tank. We'll see how that does. It was also a freshwater mangrove tree. So we're gonna see how it does in salt water. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of, you know, trying to test it, see if it'll actually thrive in the saltwater tank since they did pull it from freshwater. So it'll be a fun experiment. We'll keep you guys updated on that yeah and I finally got my 32 gallon up my mom bought some platies uh, just FYI for people who buy fish for other people don't 
Don't do that. Just pick out your own fish. It's for the best. Yeah. Because I feel like the ones she picked out, even though they're the same basic type, they had a lot more yellow than I was expecting. It might have like a yellow-orange. These were just like lemon yellow. <laughs> and I was like, they're not... So, I was like, I'm hoping they like darken as they get older, but we'll see. Huh. Yeah, I know, because the ones we saw weren't so yellow. They were... Yeah, orange. Orange. Yeah, these were like popsicle, banana, uh, yellow. And I was like, oh. Oh, buddy. And they're super shy. Like, you walk by the tank and they just dart for cover. I'm like, wow, that's weird. Huh. But hopefully when I have these plants, they'll uh, stop being so shy. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I hope they color up too because I have wanted to see them because I haven't seen them in person. So Yeah, I have two males right now that are gorgeous. But I was like, <clears> well, I can always breed them in sell these off once I get the better offspring yeah that's true um is there are there any up, other updates you have lost my uh cleaner shrimp for my saltwater tank oh yeah we had a shrimp yeah. shrimp casualties in, in yeah. <laughs> both Steve's and my tank yeah we were uh, we've had difficulties with the saltwater shrimp yeah and uh both our fish ate them yeah so that was unfortunate it was man I still can't. I'm still not over it. I have. I had two peppermint shrimp, and um, they usually hung out together. And then I came in one morning, and it looked like the one of the shrimps had molted, so I didn't really pay much attention to it until later in the day. I saw one of the clownfish carrying this piece of meat, and then I knew. I knew then and there they had murdered it. So I immediately checked for the other peppermint shrimp to see if it was still alive, and he's still in there. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's sad. <laughs> so bad week for saltwater shrimp. Uh, yeah, but we did like so we did get some interesting things. I bought uh, a bunch of neon tetras um, for really cheap. They're like for like a dollar. They're pretty good size. Yeah, they were pretty big. So those will go in the big tank eventually. So you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. That's how it. That's how it usually is. It really is, but I've finally sworn off blue angelfish. But I'm sure by the time you hear this, I will have bought a blue angelfish. Yeah, because at this store, which is where he bought his last blue angelfish from, they had three in the tank. So it's very tempting. Yeah, Steve's uh, wheels were turning in his head. They really did. And then I, uh, we, I stayed at Juan's house last couple of days and. I lost my shrimp by text from my mom. She's like, yeah, it, it died. It was eaten. <laughs> and then I lost an angelfish because it had Popeye. So I kind of I knew both things were coming. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, I should have bought that uh, angelfish because now I'm down one. And, uh, <laughs> Just to have it. Yeah. To replace it already. But I was like, well, because they take a while to grow out. So yeah. I already have two little ones that I'm about to put in the big tank. From two previous casualties, right? <laughs> so angelfish, I seem to be losing a lot lately, but I'm learning slowly to stay away from the blue ones. Yeah, something about those blues. I have, I don't know why. Yeah, something about blue angelfish I seem to struggle with because yeah. all my other ones they generally do very well. It's just the blues, which I happen to like the most, of course, that seem to struggle. <laughs> yeah, the ones you you want the most are the ones that you can't keep. Yes, that is a. A trend in, in my fish keeping career because like say they have like those uh, panda shrimp those were like oh, decimated yes. yeah and oh uh, yeah they didn't last very long yeah and uh, <laughs> rams of course 
Grammys. The list is long. Yeah. But, you know, I, Dennis and Barb, they're still good, doing well. They were my favorites, and so were the Hill Streams, so. Well, that's good. Yeah, at least you got some that are still, you know, surviving. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm, just try, I'm basically just trying to build up the, the schools that are doing well. Yeah. And stop buying the ones that, <laughs> that aren't doing so yeah. well. And just falling left and right. And the blues look so good, though. That's the thing. I know. And that's, and like, they suck you in with their looks. And yeah. then they kill themselves. I know. Because I remember that one big blue one you had. Man. He was nice. He was very nice. Yeah. I wish I could have bred him. Actually, I did. He laid eggs a couple times. I just didn't pull the eggs because um, I was hoping to breed with a different female because he was breeding with a koi. And I didn't know how koi and blue would turn out. Yeah. So I was hoping to get him with a, a better female. But that happened. And this last one that passed away was really pretty too. It was, he just turned pretty. Yeah. And then he died. And I was like, ugh, stupid fish. <laughs> yeah. So, that does suck. So right now, my hopes lie with uh, Hillstream Loaches. <laughs> yeah, they seem, they're a lot harder. So I think I think it'll be good yeah. there. I've only lost one that jumped. So. Yeah. And that was because of a very short tank. Well, I don't know about that, but sure. It was like, what's like four inches tall? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a little taller than that, but yeah, it is pretty short. Okay. Well, do you have any other updates? Uh, no, I have. Well, so I took the neons I was housing here uh, for my nephew, and I took him to his house. So he's got his neons in his tank now, so he's looking pretty good. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Your nephew's tank. Yes, nephew's tank. <laughs> so... His nephew decorated the tank in a certain fashion that I will, it was, I would say sporadic. Like, a plant here, a plant there. Well, so what happened was he did a water change. Okay. So I don't know how he poured his water in. It's all on how he poured his water in. Because when I set his tank up, they were all... Clumped, kind of clumped together. Yeah, right. They were all nice and neat. Right. So when he did his water change, I assume he dumped it on his plants, and then they just kind of got uprooted, and right. he was just, like, putting them everywhere. <laughs> So when we got there, I helped him out and I put him back in uh, different places and gave him different plants as well. So I know Steve enjoyed how I put those plants in there. For the most part, he did a good job. There's just one small section that we had a slight disagreement about, and I'm pretty sure Juan <laughs> left him like that just to, just to mess with me. I did, yeah. It was giving Steve like major OCD issues. He was just like those he plants. Put a, he put a tall plant in the very front, <laughs> and that just messes with me. Yeah, I left that there. It was funny. So, yeah, we were talking about what other stocking options to give him. I was thinking maybe some, like, pygmy quarries, like the pygmaeus. Yeah, I, I say hebrosis. I think they're cuter. Yeah, I think the pygmaeus are a lot cuter, but I have both. But we'll see, we'll see. And then maybe, like, a hillstream loach in there. So, it's fun. We're going to plan his, his takeout for him. <laughs> Uh, he's like a surfer fish. I think a couple Daniels would be kind of cool in there. Like teeny weenies. Yeah, maybe. I was hoping maybe like the um, the neon tetras would kind of... Yeah, but they're kind of like a bottom almost. Like, they are right now, which was kind of strange. But Even my 180, they seem to stay towards the bottom. Really? Yeah, they don't like going up high. Of course, that could be because there's giant angelfish that like to eat them when they yeah. go up high. <laughs> so... That could, that could definitely be it. We'll see in my 10 gallon to see kind of what they do. Yeah. I'm curious to see if they stay at the bottom. If they go up. But there's also angelfish in there too. Yeah. But they're not nearly the 
as big. Yeah. yeah. They're just babies. Yeah, so that was that's the only thing other thing I had uh, for my updates. I thought I'm putting the neons in the thirty gallon, but I would never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be impossible to catch out of there. Because they get those rocks. They're never coming out. Yeah, that's true. Platties, like, at least I got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess we can just jump into today's topics. Yeah. So I guess the first thing on the list here we have on do I need that? Yes. Are heaters. Yeah. So we were talking about this beforehand. And I know Aquarium Co-op's got hit on this a few times as well. So out of your freshwater tanks... How many heaters do you have running? Uh, my freshwater tank, I have zero. Zero. So, and we both have four, right, currently? Or do you have three? Uh, I have, you have one. three. So have he three. has three, I have four. And so out of mine, I currently have two, but one of them I could probably turn off and be fine. So, and the big tank, I just like to keep on because that's where I dump my water into. So when I do water change, I like to know what temperature I'm putting in there. Because sometimes I'll accidentally put like boiling hot water or <laughs> ice water. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's because that sink is super temperamental. So it's just more so I know what, what I'm dumping in there. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely, we both agree that heaters aren't really necessary for your tanks. Now, if you're running like, or housing like. Discus know, or rams. Yeah. You might want a heater. Yeah. But I would say the vast majority of freshwater fish or African cichlids, Central American cichlids, community fish, you don't really need a heater. Yeah. I don't, I've, I've never ran one and I've, I've been fine. The funny part is my hillstream loaches bred the most when my heater failed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think I got like 20 fry when the heater failed. When the heater works, Yeah. I hardly get anything. Yeah. So I'm about to just hit my heater with a hammer. And just call it good. <laughs> yeah, because you don't plan on running the heater in your 30, right? No, the Hillstream breeding tank will not be having a heater. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm curious to see, because the 15 has been having a heater, so I'm curious to see if the 30 changes how many fries survive. Yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting to see, because I think you you only have, like, what, one or two that came out of the 15? Mm, two right now. Yeah. Which is sad, because I have, like, even out of the 180, which is a very high predator tank, I have, like, I had three that I gave one to you, so I had four. Yeah. So, double and with predators. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see that with no heater. Yeah, I'm curious to see just by themselves, with no heater, no nothing, Yeah. how many fry can they produce? Watch should be like one or two, but <laughs> if that's true, I'm going with guppies. I'm just saying, forget Hill Street. Uh, all right. So, no heaters. So, no heaters. Definitely don't. Now. You want to hit the next one? Yeah, so the next one's going to be lights. Um, more especially um, expensive lights. So we're talking like, I'm trying to, like, I guess Kessels would be like the most expensive freshwater lights. Uh, I'd say the Twin Star. And I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if they call it Twin Star. They might be. Because like Kessels are like 160. I don't know what they what they are now. I know when I first, first looking at like A160s for freshwater, about 160. Yeah. Um, and... I had a the local fish store who had the 180. He was running, and I think three one A one sixties on a 180. Yeah. So they're pretty high dollar. However, now that uh, COVID hit, the <laughs> Fluble 3.0s, which is what I have now, are just about as expensive as Kessels. 
Yeah, so the Twin Star, I, this is just a, I guess, a Series 3. It's on sale right now for $100, but not on sale is $115. Still cheaper than Kessel or a Flugel. Yeah, which is still pretty pretty high dollar. I know a lot of um, aquascapers like to use Twin Stars uh, the most. What's the, like, square foot of one of those, like... One square foot, two square feet, because like a Kessel's basically, from my experience, is like a two foot square, and that's basically all they do. Well, these these are like an LED bar. It's a bar that goes across the tank. So it's more like a a flugel. Yeah, they're more like a flugel. Yeah. So was that a twenty four inch price? That one. That's what I was trying to look at here. Because I'm curious to see what. Let me look up what a Flugel 3.0 24 inches. That one is 24 inches long. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's what most of them are nowadays. So, a Flugel 3.0 from Aquarium Co op, right now, 24 inches, $160. Yeah, these are on sale for $100. Yeah, so substantially cheaper, though. But see, my thing is with the with the flugel lights right now. Like, I know Aquarium Co-op likes to talk them up a lot, and I I've had probably six over the last three years. Yeah. The app, I feel like it's faulty. Like half the time, I have to double press it to connect, and then it doesn't really. I don't know. I feel like it's just easier to use, like the Amazon, um, blue Wi-Fi Bluetooth connectors, and just program it yeah. to turn off and on. Because, I mean, it is nice. You can program how much blue or how much white or how much yellow. Yeah. But I feel like the mo- most people, they're just going to turn it off and on. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I'd want it to do. Um, there is another Twin Star. So Twin Star has different models. Um, this one here is a 24-inch, 229. So it just depends on which Twin Star you're going for, really. But, yeah, they can get kind of pricey. And... It's really just an LED bar. Right. Uh, now, how much did you buy your cousin's light for? The... My nephew's? Yeah. So he's got a Phoenix. That was around, I want to say 40, 50 maybe. And that was a 24 inch too? That one, I'm not 100% sure. Because for a 10 gallon, they're usually about at least 24, maybe 18. Yeah, it might be closer to eighteen. Um, I'd have to measure it, but yeah, yeah, it was. It wasn't that expensive. It was. That's what I'm saying. You could pay forty dollars. Let's, let's let's say it is twenty four inches, just to make it everything even. Yeah. So you said forty dollars. Yeah, it's so around I mean, forty. So forty dollars versus, like I said, a flugel tank, flugel light, one hundred sixty dollars. I mean, that's not even like that's four times the price. Yeah. So. And that light is super bright. Right, that's what I'm saying. And then, you could always add a dimmer if you wanted it. Yeah, but I mean, the only thing I'm gonna add to that is just one of those timers, those right. Bluetooth timers, and that's that's pretty much and, all it's gonna. And add. you're pretty much already at the Fluo light level. Yeah. So, you, and those timers only cost like 15 bucks at most, 10, 15 bucks. So you're not really investing a whole lot of money. Yeah. For the same quality. Yeah. So I feel like with lights, I, I think the Phoenix 
if I had to do it again, I'd just go with fitness slides. I'd just do an Amazon timer. Yeah. And now, if, the, now, the one thing with Phoenix, though, is those timers are not, or those uh, lights are not. Waterproof. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's true. And they probably don't have the three-year warranty that a Fluval light would have. Yeah, I think they may have a one year. Yeah. So. And waterproof is nice. Because right. I've dumped my lights in my tank at least <laughs> once a week. Oh, yeah. So, and anytime you're around an aquarium, your lights, if you have a bar, your lights go in there at least every so often. Yeah. Well, see, but yours has like that plastic brackets, so yep. I feel like yours is not going in as much. No. Mine's just sitting on the lip, so it goes in frequently. All right, but yours yours can sit on on the edge, though, can't they? Yeah. yeah, but I just have a canopy so they don't sit there. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, they could, if I didn't have a canopy, they probably wouldn't go in the water as often. Yeah. But I don't have a canopy, so yeah. they're going in. <laughs> they're taking a swing. Yeah. So, lights, I guess it's, lights are more, I guess, depending on what you want them to do, or how, I guess not how you, what you want them to do, but more of a preference you know yeah and I would consider what kind of light what kind of plants you're running like if, yeah. if you're just having a bare bottom tank I mean a shop light's gonna be fine for you <laughs> yeah. I mean what, what are you spending crazy money for for real but if, if you are running lights I mean to be fair I run like the most basic Anubias Java Fern plants usually and I'm pretty sure I could run any light in there and it'd be, and it'd fine. be fine yeah because yeah. I have to turn my lights almost all the way off because fluval lights are crazy bright like yeah. you could definitely grow some out if you turn them up all the way so i have mine almost all the way down and they're only running like eight ten hours a day at most i think it's eight right now yeah so it's pretty short lights and like barely even on but i never have to scrape algae hardly anymore because i had i was ru- was running them 14 hours or 16 hours at medium capacity and i was literally having like a whole wall of green spot algae that I was having to uh, fix every every water chain. Yeah. So, you know, it's just I would just say focus on what your tank needs. Right. If you yeah. if you got a lot of plants that need a lot of light, sure. But most people, I feel like, are just gonna run the basic plants anyway. So. Yeah. Especially starting off. Yeah. So the next one we have here. I guess we I guess we, we can talk about the substrate so how many different types of substrate are you running two two what are your two so I have a uh, shrimp type substrate yeah and then I just have the um, I don't even know what it's called fluoride no it's not fluoride it's it's just there's a it's like a it's got a, like Asian writing on it <laughs> Oh, I yeah, think you know that, which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I forget. Yeah. It's, it was, isn't it pretty much like a shrimp one, too? It's almost like a shrimp one. Yeah. It looks like it, but it's it's different. Yeah. That one's more plant-based. The other one's more shrimp-based. Yeah. So I only have those two right now. Well, I'd say both of yours are kind of specialty substrates. Mm. Okay, PetSmart doesn't sell them. Yeah, PetSmart doesn't sell. Yeah, no. so the, anything PetSmart doesn't sell, I would say it's a special. <laughs> okay, so I guess I do have specialty. Yeah, so I have one PetSmart black basic gravel 
I have one eco-complete and two um, Mr. Aqua specialty shrimp uh, substrate. So in my experience, I actually don't like eco-complete. I know a lot of people talk it up. Um, the reason I don't like it is it's really hard to put plants in. Yeah. Like, it's like trying to put it in a concrete. Yeah, that's the only reason why I don't like it either. Yeah, it's really hard to get it in there. I know people say it's like uh, lava rock and everything, and it makes everything better. But in my experience, it's just a pain. <laughs> like, I know um, L.R. Brett Spretz is, he likes it a lot. And he talked, he said he put it all in his tanks. And I know Corey said, I think he's come out and said he likes it too. Um, but don't quote me on that. I know LRB was saying he liked it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just don't think it's that nice. So in my newer tanks, I went with Mr. Aqua because it's so much easier to put the plants in there. Like it, it's half the time or more. Yeah. Because I usually with um, you can play take like two or three tries. <laughs> uh, Mr. Aqua is like first try, bam, done. And I can move on to something else. Yeah. Which is which I really like, and it's a lot softer. It's not it can be so tough. Yeah, like it's, it really it is. feels like concrete. Yeah, and Mr. Aqua like it's not like that. So I like that a lot better. The pea gravel is just a black black pea gravel. I actually like it. Like I didn't think I would like it, but it's not terrible. Right. I do like Mr. Aqua better, but I still would prefer pea gravel over Eco Complete. Now. Uh, so you've heard of the, um, what are those, the ADA substrates? Yeah, I haven't tried those yet. But you know how... They're basically like mud. How, well, they have different types. They have yeah. some like the ones I have. Right. And then they come in different sizes as well. Uh, those are, most of those are like plant-based, you know? Yeah. And they're pretty high dollar. I'm sure. Anything, <laughs> anything with the words ADA on it, you can expect to pay high dollar. And I, I personally don't think, like, you would need something that high dollar for your plants, you know? Like I said, I haven't run into any plants that I'm like, yeah, I wish I had a lot better substrate. Yeah. But to, to be fair, I do have a problem keeping stem plants. But I think that's more because my lights are so low and they don't like that. Yeah. Because the my pea gravel tank, I have the lights on high and they're exploding. So I don't really think it's a gravel thing. Personally, I think it's a light thing. Right. Yeah, I think that is a light thing. But in the 15-gallon, I also have Mr. Aqua. Lights are high, and everything grows fine. The only thing, only thing I have a problem with stem plants is the big tank. And I just run lights in there because I got tired of the algae. Because <laughs> cleaning the 180 of algae is the worst thing ever. <laughs> 15 gallon you have an algae outbreak takes 10 minutes 180 takes like a day and a half yeah so and I don't want Blackbird coming back ever true so that'd be a pain yeah so that's that's where we are so personally like I said um, I would I know everyone says that you complete the best but I feel like the other gravels are better or substrates are better yeah I'd say even the stuff I have it's not even that that expensive really and I, that stuff has worked for me really well like my plants grow like amazing I mean I also have sand um, and sand it has its pros and cons well I, you cap yours though you use it as a cap right no you don't nope and is this in the 180 or I have is this 180 in the... and I have it in 32 
So I use sand, I separate the sand with either rocks or bricks, as in the 32. Um, only thing with sand, having sand close to like a black substrate or really any substrate, it will find its way into the sand. Um, I personally use like, like a cat litter scooper to separate them. That works really well. Uh, if anybody has sand and gravel, it's, it's the cat litter thing works well. Um, but sand is good. It's not good to grow plants in, but certain fish like Corydoras, Hillstream loaches, um, trying to think, maybe Cooley loaches, basically loaches, Corydoras, they really enjoy playing in sand. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. I, I call it my sand swimming pools because <laughs> they like to go in there and swim around and uh, kick up the sand and find some food. So I personally think having a sand swimming pool, quotes, um, helps certain, like I said, Corys, loaches. Uh, if you have this type of fish, I would say maybe have some sand, but definitely find a good brick or a rock to separate them because otherwise you're going to have a sand everywhere yeah sand goes everywhere so yeah I don't have any sand in my in my tanks well besides the saltwater tank but that's different <laughs> yeah and be careful about adding sand don't use a marine sand because I because <laughs> I've heard people doing this and marine sand is made to keep your pH around 8 and you don't want 8 pH if you can help it I'm not saying you it will, horrible yeah. things will happen but it's better to go with a freshwater sand that doesn't raise your pH. Yeah, because all that crushed coral. Right. Yeah. If you have a low pH, then yeah, go for it. But otherwise, I wouldn't. All right, so our next one's going to be uh, filters. So Aquarium Co-op's been pushing really hard for uh, sponge filters lately. Um, and Juan, how many sponge filters do you own? I own zero sponge filters. <laughs> so I also own zero sponge filters. I just don't like the way they look. Yeah, I don't either. It's so, so bulky. I run sponges on the intakes of my canisters. Um, yeah. And, and that's I do that too. And and the hang on the backs. So, in a way, we do run sponges, but we run them through our canisters and the hang on the backs on the intakes. And that's more so. Well, for me at least, that's more so that my baby shrimp don't get sucked up. Yeah, it's pretty serious that I have. I just have baby. Hill streams and corridors that won't get sucked up. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you run hang on the backs and uh, canisters, I would definitely recommend keeping a sponge. E even if you don't have any babies in the tank, I feel like it keeps stuff out of your impeller. So you're not getting rocks or sand caught up in it. Um, so it definitely can be uh, beneficial. Yeah, but I definitely don't think you would need like a sponge filter. Yeah, I know. I know Corey says. It's like a lot of puts air in the tank too, because he's a big airstone guy too. Yeah. Um, personally, I like using power heads just to move the point amounts of surface and make that kind of surface agitation. Kind of like the same thing they do in saltwater. Yeah. It, it's the same way, and that's just uh, and and they, they the principle is the same. We're just trying to make surface agitation. Right. But I just feel like power heads look a lot better than the oh for sure a sponge filter. Yeah. And uh, they don't make any noise. Yeah, and then they go like in one end of your tank. Right. Beside, you know, and, whereas a sponge, it's like in yeah. the middle or something. Right. And another th good thing about power heads is you can push detritus off the ground or mm -hmm. off plants. Right. And uh, they're very versatile. And certain fish just like to, you know, swim in the, the power heads. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Corey's love doing that. They, so I have my power head towards the surface. Yeah. They'll swim up, get into like the flow, and like 
glide across the tank. They really enjoy doing that. So, <laughs> and you'll see a whole school of them do the same thing. They're just like, wee! Yeah. So, with a sponge filter, you, they probably wouldn't be doing that stuff. Probably not. They'd be like tumbling all over the right. place. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are certain fish like Kui Lotions. I know they love the sponge filter, like getting up in there and messing with it. Um, but for me personally, I just don't like the look of sponges. Yeah, I definitely don't either. I, I just have hang on the backs and I, they usually, I run them like so that they are flowing all to the max. So I get that water agitation going there too. We, and we both like all in one systems too with like an actual pump. Yeah, yeah, because I do have like, well, I've made like an all in one for my 20 gallon. And I do like that a lot better than the hang on the back. Than or like a hang on yeah. back, yeah. Yeah, my 15, the, both my flugel tanks have all in ones. And I like them. I, I think they mix it with the, makes the tank look a lot cleaner. Yeah, for sure. Because then, like, you stick a little sponge filter in there. Yeah. <laughs> I just think they're an eyesore. That's they really are. It's yeah. just, I don't think, like, even, like, the small ones, like, they would still stick out so much. Yeah, I know you can cover them with plants and stuff, but when they're shooting out bubbles, you're... Your eye is naturally like, where's this giant bubble thing coming from? So. Yeah, it's just like hitting the surface. <laughs> <laughs> so I know they're beneficial. I understand that. I just personally wouldn't want them in a display tank. Yeah. Maybe if I had like a bunch of breeder tanks or ponds, fine. But Definitely a pond, yeah, for sure. Like a pond, I could see it. Yeah. But inside on my display, I don't want them there. No, definitely not. I definitely don't either. So. All right, so notice sponge filters. Yeah. Do we want to hit on CO2? Yeah, probably just briefly. So I have zero tanks of CO2. Same here. No so, CO2. Yeah, so uh, neither one of us have any CO2. So we're not claiming we're experts or anything because we definitely don't. Yeah, and I've actually wanted to run CO2 in one of my, at least one tank, just to kind of see what like the plant growth difference would be there. Yeah, I've thought about it. I, I heard it's kind of an algae killer too, so I kind of wanted to see the difference in that. Yeah. But at the same time, I just feel like it's an expense that's not necessary. Right, yeah. It's, it's very much like a heater to me. Like, yeah, I could do it, and it could be a thing, yeah. but why? <laughs> right? Like, it could help, like, a good little bit, Yeah. but, like, is it really going to help out that much? Right. Is it worth the cost? Is it worth you know just buying all the equipment and everything I'm yeah. like no not really right because it, it does get pretty pricey because then like yeah. you gotta buy a tank to, for the CO2 the regulator <laughs> yeah the you gotta, regulator you your gotta, bubble counter yeah then you actually have to pay for the CO2 itself yeah and uh, so I mean like I said the cost after you buy all the equipment is probably not that high just like anything else in right. fish keeping but the initial cost is probably pretty high yeah and then like it's just, I guess it's, that might be like a preference thing as well, but even then, it's not really needed. See, my thing is, most of my tanks, I worry more about the oxygen content than the, the CO2 content. Yeah. Because I feel like, I'm, maybe I'm just scared of like overdosing with CO2 and just wiping my tank out. Um, so I'm like, I'll just take the oxygen, because I'm over here trying to like pump oxygen in the tank, and I don't, I don't want anything to do with CO2. <laughs> Yeah, I know they make like a some sort of like checker that goes into the tank when you run CO two, so it'll like let you know if you're good or not. Right. But 
Yeah, I definitely understand that. But I do want to run it some eventually one day. Yeah, I hope you do because then I can kind of see <laughs> how terrible an idea or how good of an idea this was. Yeah, it'll probably just I, – I just can't imagine running it on multiple tanks, you know? Yeah, well, I saw this guy, the, the fish store in uh, California. They put a Gatorade bottle in there and uh, a float inside of it. And then he hooks up the, the CO2 thing, like a little syringe, and shoots it into this Gatorade bottle. Huh. And, and the float will go to the top, yeah. and then as the float goes down, the CO2 goes into this, his tank. And that's how he does it for like his whole store. And I was like, it is, it's a weird thing. Like I've never seen anybody else do it. Like yeah. Corey had a fish store tour. Um, it, was, it was neat. I've never seen anybody do it, but it looked his tanks were super heavily planted. So yeah. I believe it works. Huh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I'd have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like Aquarium World or something like that. But it's a, it's a cool little store. And I know like I said, I've never seen anybody else do it, but it'd be an interesting way. Because he just like wheels a CO2 cart around to fill these Gatorade <laughs> bottles up. And I was like, well, I guess if you have like a fish room, I guess that's how you do it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So the next one's going to be... Uh, I'm gonna call, I'm going to call it Fancy Rocks. You're going to call it Fancy Rocks? Yeah. So this is based like Dragonstone and all those fancy ones. Like Serious Stone. Yeah, Serious Stone. Mountain Stone. Yeah. yeah. So... This guy right here, um, I I bought most of my rocks from a gutter ditch <laughs> at a local church. And um, this was after, so that was not my original tent. So I went to all the local fish stores. I went to rock yards that are as big as football fields. Yeah, I was just, gonna say, you did go to some yeah, rock yards. Yeah, literally as big as football fields, just with pallets and pallets and pallets of rocks. And uh, I didn't find anything I liked. And eventually, I ran across this ditch, and it had like these, it's basically mountain stones. So we actually have a quarry local here, and everybody uses these mountain rocks, basically, these gray yeah. rocks, as like fillers. Yeah. And uh, so they had a bunch of these rocks, they're about football size, and I was like, those look nice. <laughs> those will do. Yeah, and then they were free, so I was like, I got these rocks, I uh, boiled them. Just FYI, be careful what rocks you boil, because if they have any holes in them, they you will like explode. Air pockets, yeah. air bubbles. Yeah, yeah. they'll explode. They'll blow up. And uh, luckily these didn't, and uh, so they were boiled successfully. And I've had them in my tank for years now, and they work really well. Uh, and lately, I was looking for basically like a brick, um, and uh, I did the same thing, went to all the rock yards, local fish stores, ended up, uh, one actually built a, uh, a, fire, a pit. fire pit, and I remember these bricks. And I was like, I wonder if those would work. So I bought these bricks, they're like a dollar. So you can't beat that. So <laughs> Yeah, he sent me a picture and I was like, those look kind of familiar. I was like, are those bricks? <laughs> so they're not like the red one, they're like stone brick. Yeah, they're like a yeah, they're like a tan color yeah. uh, brick. So that's what I've chosen to use. Because last up until now I've always used these those gray rocks from the drainage ditch. Yeah. As almost like a traditional thing. <laughs> and uh, so this is kind of a change for me. But I feel like the hill streams are like the flat surfaces. Right. So I feel like these will be it. And I can always dip them. I kind of want to dip the bricks in like uh, spirulina powder and then put it back in the tank and just watch it go crazy. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. So that's kind of the thought process of them. Yeah, see, I've bought in rocks for one of my tanks um, at actual, actually at the store because it was for my five gallon. So I didn't need like those big rocks you see at the ditches. 
yeah. you know, because they're like massive. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'd only had to like I only have one huge one in that five gallon. Right. And I'd have like no space for nothing else. So, and you know, for me, I the fish store actually worked out well for me because they had all sorts of sizes and a lot of small sizes. Right. And I think I'd have like a difficult time trying to find something like that. Yeah, you had one rock, and then a castle, and then two. And then I had this. Uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, I don't even know what they're called. They're. It's like those white rocks you find in the ground sometimes. Yeah. And I have. I've had this huge one. Well, it's not huge, but it's it's a decent sized one for like forever. And that's what I have in my ten gallon. And right now, you wouldn't know it was white because it's covered in a bunch of algae. Yeah. But it looks pretty good in there. Mm. But that one was free, so <laughs> I didn't have to buy that one either. So, you know, I'm just saying, you can, if you have a small tank and you really love Dragonstone, I say go buy Dragonstone. Because yeah. at the end of the day, whatever you pay for it, as long as you love it, and it's not like that rock's going to deteriorate. You're going to have oh, it yeah, forever. No. Yeah, it's going to be there for a long time. So... I mean, you could have you might go through several tanks and use the same rocks so. yeah or even if you get like a big one and break it down it's true so i i see rocks as an okay purchase um, me personally like i said if i found some at the rock yards i would have bought it it's just these are the ones that i liked yeah and they just happen to be free yeah <laughs> so um, so i went with those yeah but yeah so what is the where's the next one? Are we gonna hit this next one? Yeah, might as well get a little left. So the next one we're um, for escaping tools. Yes. So like your scissors, your what are these other ones? Your forceps. Yeah, forceps. Uh, your tweezers or what are the one ones are called? Yeah, they have the uh, what are those ones? The ones that have like the two flat ends for like your substrate to move yeah. your substrate around. I actually use that a lot. I actually really like that one. What do you use that one for? Sand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's actually really useful for sand. I'm <laughs> sure you could use anything to smooth out the sand, but those work really well. Yeah, that's what they're meant for, really. Yeah, yeah they actually work pretty well for sand. Now, how, I know your mom bought you a kit. Yeah, the actual kit, I just kind of, it's literally, so all my stuff that I use for, like, aquascaping <laughs> is literally in a trash can. <laughs> like, like I didn't throw it away. I just had like an old wastebasket. I just keep it all in the wastebasket. Yeah. Because they came in like this cool little container and made everything look neat. And I was like, Oh yeah, it did come in yeah. like this pouch thing. I yeah. remember seeing and it. And after like three times of using that pouch thing, I was like, No, this is stupid. <laughs> so I just put everything in this wastebasket and I just pulled from it. And it's way easier. Yeah. Um. But so. Right now, I have a scraper. I have like a sponge on a stick, which I got from PetSmart, just like a sponge wrapped around at the end of a piece of plastic, um, and that, that works well. So I use the scraper to get the the algae off the glass, and I use the sponge to like make sure it's clean afterwards. Yeah. And then um, I use the four grips for put the plants in the substrate and uh, scissors. So out of all that. Out yeah. of the whole kit you got. I would say I use most of it. The net I actually like it's super soft. I've never seen felt such a soft <laughs> net. Soft net. It really is. Like the ones you get from Petsmart are like really tough. They're like almost fish uh, fishing line. Fish, yeah. Yeah. And I don't like those. Yeah. This one's like very, very soft. I was like, if I was a fish, this is what I want to be caught in. 
<laughs> so, because I'm not trying to get like nasty fishnet nets. So. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't get it. I didn't buy a kit. I thought about buying a kit, but my thinking was, am I really going to use all that stuff? So I slowly started buying things that I would think I would need, like yeah. scissors, because they have the curved scissors, and those work pretty well. Yeah. They're okay. I like mine. I use mine a lot, so... I like my straight scissors better. I tend to use those more. Huh. Do you have both? I used to have curved ones. I lost them somewhere. I don't know <laughs> well, I have the curved ones, and I enjoy using them. I think they work pretty well. And then I ended up buying some forceps, and I bought that tool to, like... For, that you use for, like, the sand and stuff. Yeah, like the triangle metal piece. Yeah, yeah, and... I didn't know. I thought it was like to scrape algae off the glass. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like a it, scraper. It kind of does look like a scraper, and I was like, well, maybe this is a scraper too. I'm, I'm sure you probably use it. I just feel like it's kind of rough on it. It's not. You it's can't. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I tried it, and I was like, well, it does it not work at all. No, it, it doesn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then I ended up like googling what it was for, and I was like, oh, well, that's useless now. <laughs> I use it sometimes, like to adjust certain things, but for the most part, it just I, it just hangs there. Oh. I don't use it. Yeah, I use it. Like I said, I use it for sand, um, especially for the 180, because my sand bed's yeah four foot, five feet long, and so that thing's nice for that. Yeah. But the best thing I ever bought was uh, that kitty litter scraper or shifter. Cause I bought the sifter. Yeah, because yeah. mine's like it's it's metal. It's not plastic, and it's it's pretty, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of deep. It's, oh, yeah. And um, so it's like a heavy-duty one. Yeah. And uh, it does a good job. I can clean a lot of sand pretty fast with that. That's good. Because sometimes I'll uh, accidentally dump sand or rock somewhere, and I need to get a lot of it out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, it's nice. So, yeah, I would say that's probably my most useful thing, that and the, the scraper, because I could definitely couldn't. If I try to use a sponge on all that glass, it'd take me three days. It'd be there forever. Yeah, so. Like I said, I, I do use a sponge to kind of, like, make sure it's everything's clean. Yeah. Because I feel like when you use a scraper, there's still some residue left. But once you use a sponge after it, it's pretty clean. Yeah. Now, would you, if you were to buy, like, your aquascaping tools and not, like, your mom, would you go with a kit or would you just go individually? No, I would just steal it. Yeah. I feel like that's easier. Yeah, because then you don't get all the extra stuff that you don't use. I feel like most time you buy kits of anything, there's always something you're like, well, I don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Because like first aid kits, like those um, tackle boxes you buy at Walmart, you're like you use like five things out of there, and yeah. the rest of it you're like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. So I think most of the time you're usually better off individually buying things. That's true. Yeah, I'd say the same too. And the same build, thing. Build your own kit. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like um, we've hit on some good things. But I feel like a lot of this stuff, it could be used under certain circumstances. Yeah. But I feel like the general Aquarius um, is not going to have a use for all these things. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, a lot of the things that I'd say are really commercially like advertised that you need, yeah, you really don't need. No. You could do without. <laughs> And just remember, like, a lot of this stuff, I mean, people have been keeping fish tanks for a long time, and this stuff wasn't available. Right, yeah. So, I mean, as long as you have water, 
and good air circulation. Yeah, that's really all you need in the end. Yeah. Everything else is just a bonus. I mean, I could argue that you need plants, and I th- I feel like you should have them. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who don't keep plants and still have decent aquariums. Yeah, and their tanks are still doing good. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, as long as your oxygen and your ammonia nitrate are you know in the right parameters and the fish. And you feed them. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel like your tank's looking yeah. good. You know, yeah. Your tank is golden. Right. But, you know, a lot of this stuff is just add-ons. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. And if you really feel like you need that CO2 Dragonstone 80-degree tank, then, you know, go for go it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll close out here, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. Peace out.